1: What's up, everyone? It is 2 p.m. on a Wednesday afternoon, which means you're tuning in to Cannabis Legalization News, where we explain marijuana laws so you can change them. Today, we're going to be speaking with Chelsea Higgs-Wise from Marijuana Justice out of Virginia. We're going to be talking about how our, we can make Virginia's uh, plan to legalize cannabis a little bit more justly than they did for their uh, medical marijuana program. But first, we do have to get into a little bit of cannabis legalization news. So, Mickey and Tom, what's going on?
0: Yeah, we made it Wednesday. We did. We made it to Wednesday and we're going to have to start using this show again to kind of like establish what day it is, it appears. But thanks so much for coming to Cannabis Legalization News. It is some good news. It's not all about COVID shutting stuff down. That's true. Uh, yeah, Illinois is fair city behind me. And then, of course, Lincoln. Um, yeah, we're going to go back to tier three. And so like they're just basically shutting the state down again, which is going to delay the cannabis legalization, you know. Well, yeah,
2: we were going
0: to lock down, too, here uh, for a month. So, so, like, yeah. I mean, like, we got cannabis legalization news. News is good. But then it looks like one of the news is delay because now that uh, a lot of these, uh, the, the, the cases are spiking, you know what it's doing it, right? What
2: you mean, like, uh, events and partying
0: or what? No, no, no. It's vitamin D. Oh, yeah. That's what it is. I'm <laughs> telling you, it's vitamin D, man. Because, like, uh, when it's the summertime, sure, it was still out there. You can still get it. But, you know, now that everybody's vitamin D deficient because it's all cold and they're inside and they don't get the sun that they used to, yeah. uh, I, I think that's what it is. I think that's what's causing the spike.
2: Tell you what, man, I feel a little jaded right now. Uh, I just shared a link in the, in the um, private chat, but uh, the CDC meets with medical marijuana patients to discuss cannabis and as alternative pain therapy.
0: Cannabis as alternative pain therapy, which is kind of strange, you know, when it comes right down to it, you shouldn't have an alternative pain therapy for uh, a schedule one drug. I mean, replace cannabis or marijuana in this sense with the word heroin, because that's essentially where the law is to this day. It's still characterizing at a federal level. First off, they define the cannabis plant as something called marijuana for some reason. I wonder if that's racist at all. And then second, uh, it's 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 classified next to heroin. Still, in 2020, it's going to make it to 2021, still being classified as heroin. Yeah. And the CDC is meeting to uh, discuss, wow, can we use cannabis for pain? News you know,
2: yeah, it's got to be more than that. Remember when I did my little video that I got taken down? And uh, it, it helps your immune system overall. You know, it's a wellness issue. It should be. Yeah,
0: yeah, a lot of terpenes are antiviral, you know. And then, of course, then there's cannabinoids. There's been patents on cannabinoids for a while. I mean, that that patent, 66-3507, uh, you know, the cannabinoids as antioxidants and neuroprotectorants, that expired. I mean, that's how long cannabis has been prohibited. They patented it, and it expired, and it's still treated as heroin. You know, what the fuck is that?
2: And then let's, let's talk about, like, the upcoming... Biden administration, you know, uh, stocks went up hugely right after the announcement. And, uh, you know, will we see that? You know, they want to deschedule it. Keep it on the schedule. Get it off the fucking schedule.
0: Get it off the schedule, because then that's when you can really actually get industry into it. You know, I mean, everything right now is money laundering. In it, in But, yeah. you know, even states that don't have nothing like Wisconsin lawmakers in Wisconsin capital vote to allow marijuana use in public. Now, you see how cleverly they kind of couched that. What this really means is that the city of Madison, Wisconsin, is really the only bastion of liberal uh, pot smoke and hippies in the state. And, and they said it is now city officials have voted to remove most local penalty, penalties for marijuana possession and consumption, effectively allowing cannabis use by all adults 18 and older within the city limits. And so they've decrimmed in Madison an ounce, use and possession and so that's great you know if you magically get an ounce of cannabis in madison wisconsin uh you can't buy it you can't sell it and technically if a state the state wants to arrest you i guess they could but
2: speaking you know an old decriminalization thing in mean, california when i was younger it, it had decriminalization before prop 215 uh there were several times the yeah, i saw that <laughs> I <didn't watch> <laughs> yeah. but uh uh yeah i was thinking more of the uh the fritz andrew shit man
0: Mm. excuse <laughs> prince, me prince value uh, stiff wind yeah um uh, but it's it's again you know it's good news at least there is one city in wisconsin that is not totally anti-weed but wisconsin still has no medical cannabis i they may have like a uh, they do have industrial hemp but they have no medical program that's that's worthwhile and they have no uh, adult use program yeah
2: no it's, it's it's a shit show i mean the whole process is always a shit show right like first little pockets of uh counties or whatever decriminalize it prove that the world is not meltdown and the apocalypse doesn't happen and then people go oh you know what we like money
0: <laughs> you know what i like money you remember that movie idiocracy from 2006 where that guy was like oh my God. money yeah it's that's kind of what it is they kind of like eventually go back to that yeah and no, those are the Virginia cases. Before we turn to the Virginia cases, there was one case out of somewhere that I wanted to touch on. Or not a case, I mean, like, you know, actual news story, but I can't yeah. find it in front of me. I must have, like, overridden it by now. What's that? The, the story that I, I've, I've replaced on my browser, and I, and I can't remember what it was.
2: Oh, well, you know, a good place to go is just Marijuana
0: Moment. I do go to Marijuana Moment. It was probably actually on there. It's just that the, uh, the, the case that it was, I, I just can't recall. And it probably also had to do with some type of decriminalization. Like one of the one of the governors was popping off that said, you know, the lack of federal regulation and oversight. So like they have the federal law that says marijuana is heroin, but they just aren't enforcing it.
2: Yeah. You know, before we do transition though, uh, there's an article in Forbes that I came across that I found really, um, it just hurt me, man. So COVID-19, not marijuana legalization, is releasing cannabis offenders from prison. So, this is an article about Richard DeLicia, a gentleman I've been trying to help for years. Uh, his uh, son died. Uh, he's got a daughter and another son out of, uh, you know, he's, they grew up without him for over like 30 years. And so I just, uh, yeah, you know, if uh, legalization can actually free people, that'd be nice instead of a pandemic.
0: Yeah, that would be nice instead of a pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, then I have this one up. All right. Well, there's really only one place to go now because the biggest news out of the country this this week was out of Virginia. And so uh, in Virginia, we had the governor, Governor Ralph Northam, made clear his intentions to help further cannabis legalization and efforts in the legislature. At least that's what Candid Chronicle and see what they did there with the Chronicle. That, That sounds like a legitimate news organization. The Candid Chronicle was reporting. Uh, and so uh, they previously, yeah, the decriminalization that came from uh, April 12th and uh, the Virginia Mercury is reporting that uh, Virginia lawmakers say doors open to legalizing marijuana in 2021. But in the Senate, they give it slightly better than 50, 50 odds. That's not bad. Well, you know, and I think with
2: people like Chelsea Higgs, Wise and uh, kind of like Stacey Abers, how she helped everybody, you know, in uh, Georgia. You know, if you just get enough people, let's get the information out there. I think mm-hmm. if we could
0: flip that. Well, let's hope so, man, because like that's one of the things, you know, some of these experts are, are citing that uh, Governor Northam's plan to legalize marijuana needs to address racial disparities. And that is very uh, important and prevalent all across uh, the legalization movement. It actually helps put it over the top very often when they get the social justice aspects of legalization involved. Uh, The Massachusetts delivery license, for example, as a social justice component or a social equity component, Uh, the social 26 social equity lights, uh, 26 social equity licenses should be up for grabs sometime in Arizona, one year in the future, near future. And let's find out what we're what we can expect with the Virginia version of adult use and how they're going to employ social equity there.
1: Absolutely. Let's bring Chelsea on. Hey, Chelsea, how you doing? Hello, Uh, thank you so much y'all for having me on. Thanks for coming on. Can you tell us a little bit about Marijuana Justice? Sure, so uh, my name is Chelsea Higgs-Wise and I am the Executive Director of Marijuana Justice. Marijuana Justice is a bit of a young organization. We came together in 2019, specifically Black racial justice organizers in Virginia in the response to the equity initiatives that were coming forth here in Virginia and the Commonwealth. And what we saw is that many of our people in our communities were continuing to say that they were having issues with law enforcement and marijuana. Now, what we also noticed in Virginia over the last 20 years, our enforcement of marijuana possession has tripled and our black communities specifically have been impacted. So last year we came together. It was a 400th year since uh, the very first African-Americans were trafficked over to this place and space of the United States, Virginia. Bob
0: Marley's song is finally true. 400 (laughs) years.
1: 400 years, and so we heard that in marijuana justice, we came together and we said, you know what, if this is going to be multi-million dollar industry coming to the commonwealth, it needs to make sure there is a racial justice lens to this. And of course, medical marijuana had already come about and we just saw a lot of inequities there and not a lot of access. So marijuana justice came together to really specifically fight for the social justice components, repealing the prohibition and reinvesting in our communities. So, as folks are looking for ways to enter into business and to innovation and to all and, and talking about these verticals, we're really here to bring uh, an attention to the harms that have been caused um, based on the prohibition here in Virginia. So, that's a little bit about marijuana justice. We entered um, our influence and education within the space this past January in the Virginia General Assembly, we were actually very influential in the decriminalization laws. Um, the very first bill that came out in the decriminalization laws actually had um, a $200 fine for smoking while driving fine, which is actually even, heavily, even heavier penalty than a open container um, for alcohol here in Virginia. They also um, the very first decriminalization bill that was uh, brought forth in Virginia earlier this year had uh, extreme uh, penalties for youth. So automatically taking their driver's license, oh. making them
0: drug- trying to hurt people. That's what it is. That zero tolerance policy has never really worked. But for some reason, it's really popular amongst people that aren't that smart.
1: And, you know, we came with all of the data that showed that legalization across the country had no data, no proof that increased youth was happening across our youth. And so exactly. So we were able to convince them not to mandate those new penalties on youth, but they did still offer those penalties for the judge to enact based on the discretion. And that here we are again with the discretion pieces within the court system and the justices that we've seen here in Virginia that have been implemented specifically on black communities. So that I'll, was our-
2: okay. I was just saying how in the Commonwealth, because you refer to you guys as a Commonwealth, how is that different than the other states that process any sort of legislation?
1: Sure. So that's a really great question. Um, The biggest piece about us being a Commonwealth is that we preside over this, uh, the Dillon rule, which basically really says that nothing, uh, none of the localities can decide anything without the General Assembly state oversight saying that they can. So we actually have to get permission from the State General Assembly before any of our localities could do something like decriminalize or this year year, we were looking at. uh, oversight
0: you know that's awesome chelsea thank you so much for explaining to us finally what commonwealth is that's what you get here on the cannabis legalization news podcast don't forget to smash those likes and subscribes the difference of commonwealth and dylan rule aka also known as home rule illinois probably also washington most states i want to say 40 of them are home rule states I guess that's what commonwealth means. When it's a commonwealth, the, the, the municipality used to be able to say, well, yeah, fuck you. We're not going to enforce it. For example, we at the top of the hour. We we're talking about Madison, Wisconsin, and their uh, marijuana plan inside their city limits. Who's going to enforce it? The state police ain't coming in. But you couldn't do that. So like the Madison uh, legalization on that city level, they'd have to go ask, uh, uh, the what is the capital of Massachusetts? Massachusetts? Massachusetts City, no. <laughs>
2: Worcester is that? Oh, I don't know, brother. <laughs> but why was do Oh, because it's a different uh, way of uh, governing. Uh, but Austin. I don't know. But uh, but with Virginia though, um, because it's a Commonwealth, like because like Chelsea, we had a black president. Is it racism over? Exactly. Just, Cause like you guys are in the South and, and, and right. I, I, I've been, when I was in the military years ago, I went to school in Pensacola. I've traveled up and down and honestly, I consider like that whole section. I mean, your neighbors with, uh, uh, uh I had to pull the map up. I mean, who the fuck talks about Virginia? Uh, I mean, North Carolina, right? right. I, I, I'm just saying like J Cole did his video where he got raided because, uh, uh the, the uh, traffic of people coming to his house doing music and they got a drug raid, which is your neighbor. So imagine oh, that's man. the same type of uh, mental hysteria, right? It's not like after slavery ended and uh, uh, all the other uh, stuff that happened to, to, to marginalized people that we all had a kumbaya session afterwards. You know, those right. people within our lifetimes took pictures uh, uh, standing next to, you know, people hanging and whatnot. So uh, the fact that you it's got to be an uphill battle. And that, like I said about Stacey Abrams, I mean, the, the black community just got to get together.
1: Exactly. And there just were, there's no representation for us around cannabis and marijuana within, within our General Assembly. And we chose, and I really loved what you all talked about at the top of the hour about the name marijuana and, and calling it that specifically, um, e, making that illegal. And is that racist? Absolutely. It was always racist, which is why we chose that name very specifically, because that's what's been outlawed, right? That's what's mm-hmm. been made illegal, and that's what's been criminalized, our people. So we are here for that justice piece.
0: Yeah, no, that's fantastic. Now in Illinois, we established social equity quite well in the sense that there's no way you're going to get a cannabis license unless you have that social equity component because they put that into the, uh, the scoring process. And right. so like in that score, like you start off with a 20% lead if you have that social equity piece. And so okay. it, the, the competition for that license becomes so great that you're not going to qualify for it unless you have it. What types of things uh, is, is, are the, is the Virginia legislature mulling over to employ social equity in their uh, cannabis uh, legalization regulations?
1: Right. That's a really great question. And to be very honest with you, these are the type of questions that we just have not been able to discuss very openly, which is why the idea of legalization took some of us by surprise. Um, And to be very honest, Marijuana Justice, another big piece that we put in that um, just came out this past Monday was an independent study of how we could legalize marijuana in Virginia. So that was just passed um, this earlier this April, just like our decriminalization. And that report was put out on Monday. And it said very specifically that we should, if we are going to legalize marijuana, include uh, social equity within our decisions. And it also, pointed out that if we decide to do verticals, that would be great for a certain type of revenue, but it would be 100% create inaccessibility to many small businesses. Um, There, Our study that came out had two main components, one about the enforcement, really trying to talk about the repairs that we need, as well as when we legalize it with the commercial market, how the social equity must fit into that piece. I'm also going to be really honest that community members have not been able to have a dialogue about what that means for them and what they want. Um, this past General Assembly in January, Virginia actually did, was not going to even put the word social equity within their studies for legalization. That was something we also, y'all, you know, I'm going to be real honest with you. When Before we got there, they had one study already and they made a committee. There was no one on that committee from the impacted community that there was nothing in there about social equity so that was a bill that we had to come and put forward so we just got that information out on monday that virginia says that they just to address a redress the harms of marijuana prohibition we must have some type of social equity programs in there to uh support folks but as far as virginia that's just not in the, the mouths and the language of people that want to get involved. They, right now, they just want to start their business. They don't even know what to ask for for social equity. So we're following a lot of folks out of Illinois, Chicago Normal, their recommendations for the social equity programs that we're trying to also get in front of our legislatures. Thank you also for bringing up our Senate our Virginia Senate is very, very conservative. Um, and now we'll say that they've been pushing forward with legalization, but that has been a lot of the medical pieces. It's been um, a lot of the oils, not the flour. And so it's also going to be on us to change a lot of the Senate's mind. That's very, very conservative. And just past general session that we had a special session on policing after everything this summer they decided at the end of their special session of policing to give the police actual cash bonuses. So oh,
0: wow. this,
1: this is the same Senate that's going to be talking about social equity legalization come January. And I'm really trying to get folks um, involved and in, in the folks ears to realize where that revenue and even the thinking of creating the structure needs to go.
0: Yeah, well, that's one way you can give it away to you know, Illinois, the very uh, liberal, in the sense that, like, there's just it's every every branch of the government is blue, and right. so that's one of the reasons. And then we still had that social equity piece, and maybe that's why we were able to get so much of it through. But they still had a giveaway to the rich in, in that because that, they define social equity as a term of art, just like you did with marijuana. Except this right. one actually, you know, helps society uh, and. And it was you were either arrested for just the right amount of weed, which I thought was strange that just the right, like you had to have been arrested with a pound or less. I'm like, really? Come on. You know, so basically, if you were in the game, you're kind of screwed, you know, or you had to be like really low level, you know. And then uh, the other one is that you could live in a, in a crappy place, you know, a place that had been blighted by the drug war for five out of the past 10 years. And that can be an element of proof that's difficult because very often the people that live there don't keep the best records.
1: right? And then
0: uh, you could be in a company that has 10 full-time employees, 51% aka six of which are from either number one or number two. Some people did that and then Corona happened and then the state said, well, if you have to fire them, it's okay. Just be sure you hire them back within the first six months. I'm like,
1: right, America. Yeah. And we're really trying to learn from Illinois. A lot of the legislators now are saying, learn from our mistakes, be intentional. There are many lawsuits that are coming out, especially from small business owners. And that's something that we know Uh here in Virginia, we're all blue too. We have a majority Senate blue, majority House blue, our governor is blue. Again, the idea that this could pass and do it the right way, it just still comes from a racial justice lens that we've got to come forward to.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Let me tell you how you fix the the litigation problems. Really. easy. So what you do is you have a standard and like that's the industry standard. It's like, you know, it's you're not going to you're going to score the apps, but you're not going to hand out the best ones. You're going to have a qualifying score of like 75 percent. So it's like, hey, you got it. And then if you have more people that qualified than licenses, you put them all into a lottery and mm-hmm. then you're like, hey, you were qualified. We just didn't pick your number. How do you fight with that in the courts? It's way harder. Then if it's like, well, we're going to say here's the best and then magically the best are just these 21 very politically connected teams. And for some reason, other teams that probably would have had that same score got, you know, disqualified for some reason.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, As a Commonwealth, Commonwealth, Tom, you might know this, is it more protected, say, if they were to create a rule where it's like only Virginians can get the licenses, right? Because you have all these lawsuits from out of state all the time.
0: That's the main law. That's the main lawsuit. And so I still haven't read that. But then that, that, there's an equal protection challenge there where that was successful in Maine. And again, I should read that and because uh, that's a piece of litigation that's kind of going on in, in other states when they try to lock out too many um, uh, uh, foreign foreign. They aren't foreign. They're other. They're still Americans. They're just from outside. the You know, they're foreign to that jurisdiction.
2: Chelsea, didn't you guys also just pass like smells not a crime now?
1: We did. And um, the special session for policing, when in driving and transportation, if they smell it, they cannot use that to search or seize your tra- your car. Now, that still is a little iffy about public spaces. And mm-hmm. again, in this past independent study that was just passed, um, that just reported out on Monday. That's one of the things that we're a little not happy with the recommendations is the way that they are recommending to enforce public consumption Um, as well as smoking while driving and trying to figure out how to measure that and enforce that just like they would alcohol. Because we are also under ABC licensing for alcohol. So looking into how to regulate that under cannabis, which I doubt we will do because that would put us as a commonwealth um, then liable for having this illegal market to the federal government. So it'll probably be private businesses, like we've seen across the country. And I just want to point out that Virginia is actually number one in businesses, and we are last for workers. I think that's a really, I think that's a really important view as we start this cannabis industry, because that means our legislators are very comfortable setting up a corporate model and not providing real protections for workers. And why wouldn't that also happen in the cannabis industry?
2: I mean, it sounds right from a a group of people are going to add money to the police. I mean, the whole defund the police uh, argument, like Tom brought it to my attention when we first had a conversation with people from Washington, D.C. I never heard about it. And then you wrap your mind around it when you hear it right away. You're like, it's not get rid of the police. It's just like, let's reallocate to the right stuff that we have, mental health right. issues yeah. and all the other shit. We're feeding this beast
0: that like has a whole bunch of paramilitary gear and, uh, you know, itchy trigger fingers. Yeah. Why are we doing that? You know, like is that the best, Alec? Is that making us the safest we could be? You know, right. it, is okay. it is that the good policy? That then speaking of like, is it the good policy to to have this marijuana term of art at a federal level or at particular states? Is it a good policy for us to like ensnare people in public, you know, to so have to check a box for the rest of their life for something that's less harmful than alcohol? Right.
1: And and speaking of the police, we see that in New Jersey and Arizona, after passing these ballot initiatives, the legislature, the pieces of legislation that are coming forward are actually diverting some of this cannabis money to cops. We saw that in Oregon. And so this is something else that why marijuana justice and I'm encouraging people across the country, don't just talk about the business and the verticals, but talk about the social justice pieces so we can be a line of defense and these legislative pieces to say that's not going to be good for business. That's not going to be good for people. And and find your way of how are you uh, truly advocating for social justice and equity within states?
0: That's right. I mean, you see, it's not just about how you define uh, a social equity applicant. It's not right. just about how you break up the the licenses so that they're achievable for main street businesses, which you know, main street business will say it's less than two million, two to five million dollars, we'll say. Uh, so it's achievable for those. But it is also how do you break up the revenue pie because you know taxes are coming. Well, right. then you need to have an agenda and a plan for that because that one. Piece that's in Illinois. We have a piece that goes directly back to to fund all these uh, restorative justice initiatives that have been started, and then we also had a some money set aside for other kind of like nonprofits that were due. Uh, that application window closed after the application for the licenses, but those were for the the more charitable ventures that are tr- supposed to achieve uh, the rehabilitation and the socially um, the. Ac- what do they call it, the DIAs, the disproportionately impacted areas. You see where they call it a DIA. Uh, And and that's important. And so like, if you could show that tax money going back to those representatives' districts. Right. And then if you could show that tax money going to the police, you're like, all right, well, but you need to spend it on hiring, you know, psychologists or something that are are supposed to deescalate the situation. So sure, we're going to give you some of this money. But you're yeah. going to use it how we want it.
1: Yeah, and that's always the problem. But and, and like we're seeing in New Jersey, you mentioned the certain areas that need to have that money invested. Well, New Jersey is leaving like hot spots like Hampton, New Jersey, of, without being one of those spaces. So what we're seeing is that specifically black advocates are are having to say, don't forget these areas and really having to be a watchdog on these pieces of legislation. And many times we're just not funded or resourced or... Um, invited into these rooms. So it's really important as we are continuing to talk about legalization across the country, that we're making sure that certain people are within the rooms to bring these issues up and not just what we're hearing about social equity and businesses all around the country. Um, Here in Virginia, there wasn't a huge uh, incarceration rates for simply possession. But we, again, are telling people all over the place that marijuana is a gateway to the carceral system. So we have to understand that it's not just the possession piece. We have to we will have to continue to p- push these laws after they are passed. We've also seen across the four years that they're gonna try and fuck these laws up. We might get them good and then slowly but surely they're gonna try and make these more beneficial to the upper one percent, to the ones that really do not benefit the people, so yeah. it's going to be a long road um, to continue to watch these marijuana laws, specifically in the south.
2: I think it's funny that you mentioned New Jersey, though, and, and how the uh, the black uh, voice is not incorporated into the conversation. Are you familiar with New Jersey weed man, Edward Fortune?
1: A little bit, yeah, been following. Yeah. that. I mean, the yeah.
2: man opened up a, a pot shop across the Capitol, but before that, I mean, he's gotten messed with so many times. He served a year. Prison in jersey you know right. and in a jersey it's also where uh peter tasha's son uh got brain damage while incarcerated for pot so jersey's been a mixed. Bag. i used to live in jersey too so wow. it's a mixed bag of uh of justice right. <laughs> really right. and then so like virginia though like today say if i move to virginia tomorrow and decide all right i want to be a patient and smoke weed what's what's the present state of cannabis in virginia
1: Well, right now um, we only have the medical marijuana, which means you have to have a medical card, find the doctor that will give you that medical card, and then go to one of the five dispensaries that we have right now across the country that are just now opening up. Um, I don't I'm not even sure that all five of them have started out yet either. But what was also just passed this General Assembly is an expansion of those five dispensaries. So those five dispensaries can now give out other like up to 10 licenses for each of those five places. Um, Any
0: new people or just same monopoly.
1: Uh, that's a really great question. We have yet to see, but I will tell you those five people are what we're calling in a coalition. So it's all the five, they're, they're all within the same umbrella. They all happen to be big donors of the governor. And again, even in our medical piece, it's just oil. It's not the flower. They haven't expanded it past just the same. They don't
0: way. care, man. You see, as soon as they're in, they're getting benefited, benefited, benefited. So if you're Cresco, if you're MMF, so you get the license Right. and then you you bleed for a little bit, but then once the laws change a little bit, you rake it in, and then you kind of say like, "We don't need to change anything." Why?
1: Exactly. And and yeah. to be very honest, you if you listen to these lawmakers during the general assembly, which I have the privilege and horror of doing, mm-hmm. uh, the senators will tell you right up. I mean, one of them said, "You know what? We're not worried about medical about adult use. We need to make sure our medical investors can get their money back." get our folks up, straight and going. And then we can think about the commercial industry it right there publicly. And I'm like, anyone else hear this?
2: And that's the problem with the goddamn cannabis policy because it's the low hanging goddamn fruit on the justice totem pole that we just can't fucking get over because as long as smells of crime or there's capitalism involved where people got to get paid back, we're, we're not going to win. But then again, it's been what a billion dollars. And like maybe a hundred thousand again, you know, supporting the plant and the plant still winning.
1: Come on, come on. So right now yeah. that is, that's this current state in Virginia. And we're just, again, even medical marijuana, we, I just have to point out again, it's not accessible to folks, especially here in the Commonwealth the way it is and why at marijuana justice, we are so focused on adult use and, and ensuring it gets it. The medicine gets to all people. Definitely. Well, yeah. you
0: know, maybe if you threw him some bones or it's like, hey, uh, Mr. Republicans that, you know, like, uh, I don't know what are Republicans like. Remember that one guy on, uh, on PBS, Lawrence Welk, the Lawrence Welk Hour. I, I just kind of assume that's what it is. If you guys don't know what the Lawrence Welk Hour is, you're lucky. Uh, you'd be substantially more boring if you are. Uh, and so you can always Google that and, and see. But I, I, that's what I assume Republicans like. I could be wrong. Probably am. Yeah, but uh, you know, uh, if you if you phrase it in a way that that's something that will appeal to them, right? I think you have a much better chance. You know,
1: right, right. We we're definitely trying, and that's the way that we've always had to repeal appeal to Republicans. We were Republican uh, majority up until this past January. To be honest, this is the first time Democrats have had the majority. Oh. So that's why we were able to pass things like the decrim, even though it still has a $25 penalty. And with that decrim, what the really sneaky thing that they're doing to, I believe, avoid expungements is with this new decrim, they created a new reporting system. So this new reporting system, if you get a um, marijuana possession ticket, you go into this new reporting system and the your employer can't see it, your landlord can't see it. Your um, inst- institution, educational institution can't see it, um, but guess who can still see it?
0: You're uh, the man.
1: The man, the cops, yeah. still yeah. see it. So they're creating a whole different reporting system. Um, Virginia has the worst expungement process in the country. A lot of people don't realize that. We barely have expungement. It's the worst petition process ever even for very small charges, and so When we're talking about repairing this harm and expungements, Virginia is actually making a whole other system so they do not have to spend the money for actual expungements. So that's also part of our repair model for marijuana justice. Well,
0: uh, who won Virginia this past time? Was that for Biden or was that for uh, Trump?
1: Oh, yeah. We went full force for Biden.
0: Well, that's fantastic. I mean, maybe you guys actually have a chance, especially to build a broad coalition that that calls for these types of expungement aspects as well, because that's how you can really turn out a lot of voters. You make it really appeal to them directly. And so don't forget as well, license limits so mm-hmm. that you don't have these these uh, monolithic uh, operators coming in and just, just crushing everybody. You know, you want it open so like each... There's so many communities throughout the Commonwealth. There's 8.5 million people in Virginia, so you know that there's so many various communities and small businesses and micro breweries. You could have its own flavor, and you know one grower, one small grower or micro business in one area of the state would be entirely different genetics than another area of the state. You know, right? 8.5 million. 8.5 million. And five fucking pot shops. Five license holders. Yeah. That's it. And it's really crappy. It's really crappy weed. Right. Yeah.
1: And, and, and then, you know, just think about the, the the historical context, the one that's here in Richmond, where I live, is which is also the fallen capital of the Confederacy, to remind everybody a little bit of our history, is that they uh, it's right up the street in my neighborhood is a historically black community that has been Highly disinvested is this huge now dispensary where, right here within the community in the radius where most of the folks live, would not have been able to ever invest in this type of industry and cannot even access the medical card. So, even where these dispensaries are located, the communities themselves cannot access them. I mean, most why people- even
0: have the pro? Why do you even have the program if they can't use it? And then, if, if you arrest them and nobody can see it, why'd you even arrest them? what the heck man? Like who's making these laws? Well, we made them back when we were racist 80 years ago. Uh-huh. Right. So like, then, did we fix them? No, 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 we didn't fix them.
1: Well, and I tell people our laws came from 1979. They were not that long ago. Yeah. And remember, even though we are blue, we are number one in business, which means we are, we are very, a neo-corporate type of blue here in Virginia.
2: You know, and like I mentioned, your neighbors, is is because we are not that far from the 1849 massacre that happened in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, like, you know, people are just learning about goddamn Tulsa from watching the Watchmen. You know, it, we got issues in this country because we want to, we want to be in denial, right? This bullshit with Trump and his whole life. No, like, no
0: we're, uh, the patriotism. we're the best. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you just keep brainwashing that, uh, we're the right? Yeah, Let me just teach you some more nationalism
2: for a little bit and then uh, y'all you know, get it eventually. But, you know, and then my friend and I, we, we, we talk about, like, how did 74 million mofos, because I don't think they're 74 million racists, right? Uh, some of these are black, brown, gay, Asian, and as we we're gonna call them the sunken place, right? All these dumb right. motherfuckers are going to go and vote for the person that's not here for them or the thing that's for them. Because legalization will give every motherfucker a chance with a seed, a seed right. and, and water and time, and we'll see how you do
1: Right, (laughs) And that's what we're really here for is to provide some type of opportunity as well as to bring that historical context. 400 years ago, when the oldest legislative branch that happened right here in Virginia came about, we were actually cropping and harvesting hemp. That was one of our biggest crops right here in Virginia, our biggest money makers, but then they actually transferred and transitioned over to cotton and uh, tobacco because hemp was too much of an indigenous and black culture. We knew what to do with it. Indigenous and native cultures knew what to do with it. And so if they stopped harvesting that, they could actually continue to make their money off of tobacco and cotton in a way that was exploiting labor. And that's what it seems like is going to happen right here in Virginia is we're going to be exploiting labor, making big money for business again, off of this cannabis plant where many of us will not benefit at all. Got to watch out for the Indian hemp, man. (laughs) I mean, you know, we had paper. I mean, all of our products were off of that, but they were strategic in that. And they're going to be strategic in that and get in the Commonwealth.
0: No, it's just not fair that, you know, America says that it's all about freedom and open markets and doing the right things. And then you look at their marijuana laws and their marijuana business and you're like, "Uh Mm uh-huh, Sure.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and besides the laws, it's perception and how we treat.
0: So uh, I'm going to post a, a comment here,
2: a Twitter post by, uh, um, uh, let's see, James Jasmine, Jasmine, sorry, Jasmine Tyler uh, for DrugPolicyAlliance.org. Uh, so Sam, we all know Sam, Kevin Sabat his genius. This is what we're going against, right? They're embraced by Fox News. The government's funding them. Uh, uh, and this jackass refers to the, uh, uh, was she the uh, CEO? No, she's the, uh, uh, the executive director of the Drug Policy Network as a spokesperson. She she runs the show. You know, that, like mm-hmm. you can't belittle someone's position, you know, because she's a black woman. That's it. Yeah. She's, not, she's not a token. She's a fucking boss.
1: Yeah. And Drug Policy Alliance is boss themselves, right? Yeah. Their information and their work that they've been able to do has been able to, to lift so many of us. And so it's, again, just being valued in voices in this marijuana, much less being heard and in and, and, and collaboration and coalition with, right? So it's, it's a lot of work that we have to do that we're feeling right here in Virginia as well.
2: It's crazy how, yeah. <laughs>
1: Chelsea, thank you so much for joining us today. Where can we go to find and follow what you guys got going on at Marijuana Justice? Absolutely. Please follow us at marijuanajustice.org. You can subscribe to our website. Follow us at THC Justice Now at all of our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Again, I'm Chelsea higgs You can follow me all over. And we're just really excited for people to come on. I'm encouraging people to remember there are not a lot of resources for this type of social justice work. So if you can, please donate um, and donate your time, energy to this work across the country. And thank you to you all for finding me. Uh, I know I was just tweeting out like crazy when this happened earlier this week and you all were able to find my voice and bring me on this platform. And I'm really grateful for that. Thank, thank you, you so much, Chelsea. And thanks for tuning in, everyone. Make sure you like and subscribe to keep up with all cannabis legalization news. We'll see you on Sunday. Thanks. Yeah.